Dave Garraway here. Before I introduce the boys in the back room, let us check in briefly at the bandstand of the Knickerbocker House, one of Manhattan's brighter nightclubs. We were afraid a little earlier that this remote would be canceled on us. Seems there was some difficulty in the club's parking lot. A fender was scratched on a car owned by a prominent businessman in town, a fellow named James C. Patrill. But it's all straightened out now, apparently. No hard feelings. So here we go to the bandstand at Knickerbocker House. Hit it, boys. Dixieland, the happy music. <laughs> Some friends stopping by during the evening, too. From down Pennsylvania Avenue Way, we have Senator Henry M. Jackson and Supreme Court Justice William O. Douglas. Duffy ain't here, but Archie is, and he'll be talking to us. David Niven and Barry Nelson add the regulars, Don Russell and Bob and Ray and Miss Monitor. Throw in a few remote pickups, and you begin to feel the scope of this thing. That's Monitor, always going places and doing things. The only radio program on the air today that bears the seal of acceptance of True Confessions magazine. We of WJBO are very happy to send our congratulations to Monitor and its staff on this, the Monitor first anniversary. We think Monitor is the best thing that has happened in radio for several years. And I know that Monitor listeners in the Baton Rouge area want me to express their appreciation to NBC for this fine program. Well, thank you now, Mr. Maddox. You're very kind. Has it really been a year since Monitor first went on the air? Twelve whole months? Fifty-two whole Sunday nights? What is the significance of all this? We're all a year older, of course. You see, six times fifty-two. Good heavens, I've introduced Miss Monitor 312 times. And if the folks in Atlanta don't know what the temperature is on Sunday nights, by this time, they just don't <laughs> care. Girls, get quick home permanent. Quick gives you the newest natural look with half the waving work. Get quick. Happy birthday, dear Monitor. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> that was the time when the record machine decided not to go. Has a year really gone by so quickly? Are we all actually a year older than we were then? June 12th it was, 1955. The long months of planning and work and speculation were ended. Here was the proof, the card on the table. And all the people who had said, look, you guys, radio's dead. Won't you face it? They'd all spoken their lines and gone away. And there we were, sitting in the bright new chairs of a bright new Radio Central. And Pat Weaver, the chairman of the board and at the time president of NBC, was telling the country, and incidentally the communicators, what it was all about. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Monitor, our new NBC weekend radio service. This is a preview, which will be seen on television for the next hour, and it'll be heard on radio until midnight tonight, New York time. But beginning next week, Monitor will start each Saturday morning at 8 o'clock New York time and run until midnight on Sunday. It will bring you a continuous flow of items of high interest and information. 
Monitor is for all of you, wherever you are, in your cars, at home, at the beach with your portables, everywhere. And on Monitor, we are going to throw away the radio clock. We are going to bring you what we hope is the radio pattern of the future. News and information and entertainment in the vignette form, where the items are as long as they need to be, or as short. Well, over a weekend, there'll be a half a hundred people serving you from Radio Central. Here, and among them, and here today for you to meet, are Dave Garraway and Bob and Ray, Morgan Beatty, Walter Kiernan, Clifton Fadiman, Ben Grauer, and many, many others. And that was the day when most of us met Bob and Ray for the first time. We have something we think you'll be very interested in seeing. It's called Radio Central. Well, it? Radio Central, sir. What do you mean? It's like New York Central? Uh, no, I think you're thinking of a radio. Oh, I see. This is the communications headquarters here. Did you say this is, uh, well, these are all communicators here now? Uh, that's right. A monitor is a communicator. I see. And this is uh, a radio program? A radio program. That's right. All of this. Well, why are you, uh, televising a radio program? Well, nobody's ever asked me that question, sir. I'll try to find the answer for you right after but this. But this is... Radio Central. Radio Central, right. Would you like a cashew? I would. Oh, no, I, I'm not allowed to. Uh, we're on duty. Thanks, just the same. We were destined to go many places that day and do many things. Dancing within earshot of the Pacific. We visited a prison, I remember, and talked to a man who was doomed never to walk out of that place. We heard the sound that oysters make out of season. We made the first of our par number of goose, and uh, later in the day... We looked in at Connie Hurley's little refreshment stand five flights, five, well, five flights below Radio Central. <laughs> Sounds like I'd been down there, too. <laughs> Al Kelly beat us to the punch, though. Hello, folks. My name is Al Kelly. I am Monitor Sports Commentator. Recently, there's been much ado about baseball, what with the commissioner appointing a committee of three to find out exactly what, if anything, is wrong with baseball. We feel that we would like to get a cross-section, not only of the way of thought, where the entire nation founded at the national pastime for three, but also to give you the report as we find firsthand without a trace. And so I would like to ask the proprietor, Connie, Connie Haley, you're the proprietor of this fine establishment. Yes, I am. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about baseball. In your opinion, has the national pastime brought about a new trend, which today the entire country is based on the fact that all this has given the thought, or do you feel that there might be a new way of bringing out attendance, which is bad? What did you say? I said, do you think that baseball today in attendance is equaling the amount of the mark that they have had for the past number of years because of the new stadiums and the changes of places, but also a trade for that? Repeat that, please. I'd like to know one thing. Tell me, Connie, what, whose fan are you? Giants. You're a Giants fan? Right. Well, let me ask you this. We know that the Giants today are now in third place, quite a bit behind. Regardless of the fact that May, Antonelli, even Magdalene, the way they're going along with Newsplay, would you give it a thought if we had to say that the entire team had to chop it? The Giants are definitely going to win. Well, I'm glad you answered that. <laughs> and we had commercials that day, too. I remember, Dave, just like now. You are listening to High Fidelity by RCA Victor. So rich, clear, beautiful, you can almost feel the music. This is RCA Victor's new Mark 7, a portable high-fidelity Victrola phonograph ready to plug in and play. It's portable. Enjoy high-fidelity wherever you go. And this is true high-fidelity. Three laboratory-balanced speakers bring you the full range of sound. Every high, every low. RCA Victor's brilliant panoramic sound system. 
Hear the Mark 7 Portable Victrola phonograph. RCA Victor's magnificent new orthophonic high-fidelity portable. As low as $79.95. See other RCA Victor Portable Victrola phonographs. Re-speed and 45s as low as $39.95. At your RCA Victor dealers. Full year and then some since we spoke our first piece on that hot June 12th, 1955. A full year indeed. July 16th, news of the meeting at the summit. August, of the terrible hurricanes that slammed through the northeastern states. Juan Perón was deposed in mid-September. And then September 24th, it was a Saturday. At first the story came that the president had suffered a stomach upset. Then as the minutes swept past, the full impact came. We stayed with that story for 30 consecutive hours. Monitor was there when the president announced his recovery, too. And so it was with our scoop on the British Frogman story, and just recently the H-bomb blast. But we also had time to explore some of the past in our roamings around the land. It was last fall, I think, that we ran into a veritable jewel. The actual voice of the late William Sidney Porter, O. Henry of blessed memory. This is William Sidney Porter speaking. Uh, better known to you, no doubt, as O. Henry. Truth is indeed stranger than fiction. All of my stories are actual experiences that I've come across during my travels. My characters are facsimiles of actual people I've known. Uh, if you people listening to me now start thinking about your own life, <laughs> I'm sure you'll discover just as many odd experiences as I've had. Uh, I hope that this little talk will be heard long after I'm gone. I want you all to continue reading my stories then, too. Goodbye, folks. He wanted it, and we do. And then a real collector's item came along one night, the voice of William Jennings Bryan, reading the last few sentences of the Cross of Gold speech. We have petitioned, and our petitions have been scorned. We have entreated, and our entreaties have been disregarded. We have begged. And they have mocked when our calamity came. We beg no longer. We entreat no more. We petition no more. We defy them. We will answer their demand for a gold standard by saying to them, You shall not press down upon the brow of labor this crown of thorns. You shall not crucify mankind upon a cross of gold. And from the past, strength to face the problems of today. Monitor is proud of the half-hour-long analysis it brought you of the segregation issue. There were those who advised against that. At least one station pulled out that night. The risk, they said, was too great. But the voices were heard, many voices with many different attitudes. They were heard, and the echoes have never quite died away. Generations yet unborn will bless your name. You have asserted in plain and unequivocal language that the people of Alabama will not be subjected to judicial tyranny by a nine-man oligarchy 
that has departed from every precept of law and reason and honor. And I, and I tell you now, you are not going to permit the NAACP to take over your school. Since 1950, Negro students have enrolled at the universities of Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky, Virginia, Delaware, Missouri, West Virginia, and Maryland without any violence. In other words, Alabama has presented the first violence. We believe that the whole situation, including the second expulsion of Miss Lucy... My reaction to this situation is that I feel that if Miss Lucy was anxious for an education, as she appears to be, that she certainly would not return to the university after such uh, demonstrations that have already been displayed. My name is Will Robinson. I think that Lucy should go to college because I believe that everything that God put together should also stay together.